0: It's Eleanor Cardwell from the England Roses. You're listening to the Half Court Press.
1: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Half Court Press Podcast. My name is Teo McLeod, and today we take a look back at the Netball Nations Cup. This was a four nations tournament held recently in England. The four teams competing were New Zealand with a world ranking of second, England ranked third, Jamaica ranked fourth and South Africa ranked fifth. The first round of matches were played at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham on the 19th of January. First up were South Africa and Jamaica with the Caribbeans running out 59 54 winners. After the match, I caught up with Romy Dreyer of South Africa. How's that today?
2: Yeah. I think this was my first game against Jamaica, so what an experience. I think we had a bit of a slow start, but I think we uh, got rhythm as the uh, game went on. So I think next time we will, we will be more, more um, consistent. The,
1: the, just before half time, you looked to be getting quite close there.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, it's just simple mistakes, so I think we can really grow on that, work on our mistakes. I, I think we made a little simple errors, like but oh, m- miscatches, uh, thinking that it will be contact instead of it's contesting from the umpire side, so I think next time we should just work a bit harder
1: What, what was the game plan before the match what was it at half time?
2: We had to be man on man, especially on defence, we had to turn the ball before it goes into the shooting circle so, but they're extremely safe players so they are a good team as well So, and then playing safe to our shooters as well
1: now, I'm quite I'm quite new to netball but I was trying we were having a chat in the tribune about the different styles of forward play yes. it seems to be d- different uh, quite different the uh, preventing getting the ball into the circle, is that how you defend against Fowler?
2: Oh, there's, I think we want to try everything to defend her, but I think the, the most important thing, because she's extremely tall, we had a, we have to turn the ball before it gets into the circle. So I think the Met quarters had to work a bit harder, hustling, hustling, and then uh, making the weak pass so our defenders can intercept, but they were extremely safe with that as well, so points to them.
1: Uh, as a centre, I suppose you're possibly a bit more tactically involved in the game plan. Yes. Uh, what What effect do you think do you think you had on the game today?
2: I think the centre is, is the link between the defence and the attacking. So I think it's about timing. So if my timing is out, the whole timing behind me is out. So I think there's also a fine line between the timing when playing the ball down and everything. But also I think you are the powerhouse. You are the one setting the next the next moves.
1: Uh, up next, New Zealand. Yes. Good team.
2: Great team. But we're extremely excited. We're really pro- positive about this tour. So we're just working on to the next one and next one, not getting our heads down. How do you stop them? I think also man-to-man, but also sticking to the game plan. Uh, we, had, we haven't had a chat about them, but I think our coaching staff will have a great game plan for them.
3: <laughs>
1: um, expectations on the to- for the tournament?
2: I think we have really great expe- I, We have a great positive feeling, so I think we can expect great
1: things. I also caught up with Jamaican captain and goal scorer Janelle Fowler. What was the difference today in the match?
4: I feel the difference was um, our structure and discipline out there on court, and we did not get flustered. So uh, it was really good to see all of us coming together and playing as one.
1: What was the game plan at the start?
4: Um, the game plan at the start was to make sure we break their defence down and attack, um, get the balls in with the four passes and shoot that ball, as well as you know um, get that ball through the middle.
1: How do you think that went?
4: I felt it went pretty good. We had some lulls coming through each quarter, but we quickly sorted them out, and um, we had all the players coming out on court today, so that was good. Did you
1: notice any, any change in style from their defence?
4: Uh, no, there was no real change in style of their defence, so it was just us going out there and making sure that we dominate that defence.
1: How do you describe your, your style of play, both as a team and as, as an individual?
4: Um, to be honest, it's... Myself as an individual um, My style of play is just to (laughs) Go out there and just be strong Dominant and just try to dominate each quarter
1: England next How do you beat them?
4: Uh, We are going to go to the drawing board And we are going to um, watch them a bit And see what we need to do In order to get over that line
1: Expectations for the tournament? The expectations for the tournament?
4: Um, The expectations for the tournament is to go out there and make sure that we do our processes right and that we get each quarter at a time and, yeah, put out on court what we know we can do.
1: The second game of Round 1 saw a matchup between the two highest-ranked teams in the tournament. Commonwealth Games Champions and Host Nation, England against World Champions, New Zealand. England started well with Eleanor Cardwell scoring the first goal of the match. The Roses couldn't hold on to this lead however, as New Zealand get a few points on the board. The English never quite get ahead again and the Silver Ferns run out 64-48 winners. After the match, I catch up with Kiwi captain emilia Ann Ekansaria.
5: Kia ora, I'm Emilia-Anne from the Silver Ferns and you are listening to the Half Court Press.
1: First of all, our
5: first game as captain, how did that feel? Oh, man, honestly, I actually couldn't be prouder. I'm proud of the girls tonight. It was um, a good start. We definitely a lot of things to work on, but, hey, a lot of great things out there. So, so yeah, good place for us to start. Yeah, did it
6: feel any different, I don't know, having to worry about everyone else as, as well as yourself and, and just the build-up and everything?
5: Yeah, it definitely felt a little bit different, and I've kind of just been feeling into that um, for the past week, I think, and, and getting out there tonight was really, um, man, just an immense sense of pride um, for the girls and for my country, so yeah, it was, it was definitely different but felt really special.
7: It's a 16 goal victory, I think it was pretty commanding, you
5: must be happy with that. Man, we yeah, definitely couldn't be happier, um, I don't remember the last time we won um, that big over England, so yeah, it definitely feels good, but yeah, like I said, um, it's just a good place to start, we kind of know where we're sitting now and, and can, can see what we've uh, got to work on in real
6: time
8: a lot of changes every quarter and I was just chucking people in and pulling
6: people off but, but didn't seem to affect the momentum too much.
5: No, uh, I think it was um, really great for us to be honest to see what everyone's got out there on court and we need to give everyone a really good chance in these kind of games to, um, to see where we're at and, and see what we can do and, um, and just really good for us to start um, a full year cycle off like getting um, new girls blooded and, and giving everyone a really good shot.
6: I guess Maya Wilson was one who stood up as a shooting partner. You'd be pretty happy for it.
5: Honestly, I'm just proud of all the girls, but, yeah, she did awesome. She's been training so hard, working so hard, so it's just really good to see her being rewarded. And she's still a baby at the end of the day, so she did, yeah, amazing.
1: What was your game plan before the game and what was the what were the adaptations uh, during the game?
5: Well we just really wanted to take it um, ball by ball um, and sometimes we did that and sometimes we didn't. So we'll, uh, we'll go back and work on that again in training and know that uh, we can't let a few things slip in a row. Sometimes we're a little bit guilty of one mistake and then there was snowballing into a few. So we probably just need to be a little bit better at that.
1: What were the mistakes?
5: just a little bit of loss of connections I think sometimes we thought the ball was going where it was and and I mean that was probably a a little bit of credit to England as well too they were really running through the ball strongly so we just need to seal and present a little bit stronger.
1: They seem to be a bit more direct in New Zealand, you seem to be trying to create angles a bit more, Uh, how would you describe your style, how do you compare that to England?
5: Um, I think if we had to have a comparison, uh, we really just like to try and take the um, players off the line of the ball. It was definitely a lot of hard work tonight, which is good for us. Um, And I think, mate, England are so speedy down court, so we can probably be a bit better in slowing that down, but that's pretty amazing to see too.
1: To make up next, how do you beat them?
5: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, we haven't played Jamaica for a little while, uh, they've got a lot of height in there as well too, so uh, yeah, we just need to probably go back to the drawing board and, and really back how we play our um, Kiwi-style in netball. The,
1: the, the scorer, uh fowler today, She's, <laughs>
5: She's pretty impressive isn't she? Yeah, so we haven't got um, height obviously to match that so yeah, we'll be um, trying a few things at training I have no
1: doubt. Expectations for the tournament?
5: Well, we're definitely happy of how we started um, and hopefully we just want to um, build on that every every single game. So it'll be pretty much, we just take it um, one step at a time and I think that's a good way for us instead of looking so far ahead. I think it's just good for us to take one little step at a time and, and nail that as we go.
1: Is this more about for the trophy or about... <laughs> testing young players
5: Mm, that's a really good question i think it's a bit of both so um as much as we're in a four-year cycle and we'd like to look at like a four-year plan it's really just one game at a time getting young players in and seeing what seeing what people are made of and and after tonight we've got some amazing young girls coming through so yeah we couldn't be prouder so it's a bit of everything i guess thank you very much wicked thank you
1: i also managed to speak to eleanor cardwell and george fisher
5: hi it's eleanor cardwell from the england
0: roses you're listening to the half court press Eleanor! How are you doing? I'm good. Fine. It's a right. Great game.
1: <laughs> great start for you, especially for you. Yeah. You've got your know, first uh, first goal scorer Yeah. Uh, not so much at the end, mm. What was what happened?
0: Um, well, we had a, we got into the game. We settled into the game, um, and we're just trying to get all the connections. Um, and I think the their defence just got a bit on top of us and we just needed to stay with control and be more composed throughout the game and just keep that consistency all the way through. But there's a lot of, lot of, thing, lot of things for us to build on for the rest of the series.
1: But, 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 what were the positives there?
0: Uh, there was lots and lots of positives. Um, we're moving the ball around, having con- confidence of each other and really building and in things. It's, a, it's quite a new squad, so it's really positive to see what we can do and what we can do for the future.
1: Think I think after the first couple I think of the just minutes of I mean, the um, can, can direct, yeah. It the like you came a bit more direct yeah. in the second half yeah. How, what was the game plan what, 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 what were the adaptations
0: I think um, we literally we were just trying to be consistent so we were trying to do that first half um, just really moving the ball around quick around with each other um, and it is just connecting with each other and yeah just having that confidence with each other and letting the ball go you okay. yeah. um, uncharacteristic Next
1: game, South Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah completely excited. We've just obviously went on tour against South Africa and we won the series, so it'll be great to see if we can um, carry on with that and really um, a- adapt our, what we've been doing in training to go against South Africa. So it's going to be really exciting to see if we can build
1: on that. I think they've some stuff.
0: Yeah, they will have definitely done their analysis on us, and we've definitely done our analysis on them. So it's going to be a really, really good game.
1: All right. Uh, expectations for this tournament.
0: And this tournament is just—it's—it's it's, it's a time for us to build as a team. We are a new team together, so it's just building the connections, building the combinations, and just seeing what we can do and proving to ourselves that we can actually do it. To
1: in the and it here. Is it more of a building for the future tournament, or is it for the goal?
0: Um, well, this is the start of the four-year cycle. We've got a long way to go, so we've obviously got Commonwealth Games and World Cup in a few years' time, so. It's just all building towards that. This is the very, very beginning of our cycle. So it is just seeing what we can do, developing what we can do at training and just trying to get all the intel in from all the teams. How do you respond to this
1: result then?
0: I think we've just got to come back together. We we debrief this game, look at what we've done, bring positives from this game and take it forward to the training sessions for Wednesday and see what we can do and take all the positives what we've done today, concentrate on the positives and go into that game with a positive mindset.
9: Hi, my name's George Fisher for the England Roses, and you're listening to the Half Court Press.
1: Good game today, well done. Yeah, well,
0: yeah.
1: It seems to be strong starts, not so much at the at the end.
9: Yeah, I think we started really strong, and I think we worked our changes really well. We just sort of, just took our foot off the gas a little bit at the end sort of thing, but obviously New Zealand are a class side, so Yeah. Sometimes you take some, you lose some, and today wasn't a take, so... so. What's the game plan? Oh, if I told you the game plan, well, you know, top-secret stuff, but it sort of just go out there. We've done a lot of homework on them, so sort of, like... So New Zealand are known as, like, a very zonal team, so sort of, like, looking, looking short, giving long, and just sort of, like, trying to draw players in and really move them around, so... That, in, like, the loosest terms, is sort of the game plan.
1: Yeah, it's, it seemed England teams, at, time, oh, at the start, very explosive... Um, but then a bit more direct after that. How would you describe uh, your style of play?
9: Well, our style of play, um, I think that, yeah, we are a very explosive team and we do have quite a lot of flair and stuff, but I also think that we did really think about it and stuff and we did follow our game plan and we sort of thought about where we was going and what we was doing and sort of what style we wanted to hit them with. So I think, yeah, I think we did have some really like, so, oh, I'm doing really bad. Some like, I think we had some like really good stuff through there and I think at times it looked really clean and really sharp. Um, but obviously they did sort of crunch us down at times, so sort of going back, looking at that, and thinking about what can we do next? What sort of thing can we change?
1: What were the adaptations doing the match?
9: Adaptations during the match so just sort of like different players offering different things so as you did as you saw like There was quite a like mixture of players going on there. So sort of like um, Ellie coming on at goal attack gave a very different uh, option to Kadeen sort of like you have got Kadeen who's very fast very flary And then you've got Ellie who's a bit who will use her body and her angles sort of very differently So it's sort of like changing our players to sort of almost combat what they were doing to
1: us Okay, for um, so this tournament, is it more for the, the trophy or more to get experience?
9: I think you always want to win, you always want to go out there and you always want to take take the trophy, of course you do oh. uh, So on our home so we want to take it, but also it is a lot of learning. We are quite a fresh squad, we are quite new, so it 's just amazing to get out there against such class of like class opposition. And you want to win, but there is also like an element of it getting some experience out there and sort of people taking to court. Like Amy got her first cap today, so amazing stuff.
1: Okay, but I mean, the, the announcer and the leader kind go alright oh, you lost to them in the, in the World Cup.' It's, it's, a, it's a thing, is it a thing?
9: No, it's, it's never a thing. It's never a thing. I think that, yeah, like we did lose some in the World Cup and stuff, but that was our first game out there today. I'm sure we'll come up against them loads of times, and it's never a thing. I think we've Prove that it's not a thing at Com Games when we'd like taken on all the teams and we come out on top. There's such small goal margins in netball at the moment, so all the teams are tight, and it would never be a thing that they're like. But it's there now. You know, each time we're all going in there to sort of take it. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, isn't
1: it?
9: Yes, <laughs> yes is uh, I'm like the worst person to ask I mean, out there yes South Africa
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, how old do you know them what the, the against, against them
9: well we just come off sort of like a a test against them so we just sort of come back from South Africa and we, we did win that actually we took the win which is really good so I feel like we've been playing them a lot recently we've done a lot of like homework on them so just to go out there and sort of try like try that sort of different style like completely different style to New Zealand go out there and sort of Against, oh, again, another class opposition, but sort of take all our learnings from South Africa here and then put that, implement them and sort of just go there and see what we can do.
1: Round two was played on Wednesday, the 22nd of January at the Arena Birmingham. The first game of the day was between the two winners from the previous Sunday, Jamaica and New Zealand. The Kiwis came out on top beating the Sunshine Girls 71-45 to make it two wins from two. England's game against South Africa was a lot closer. The host nation claimed the first victory of the competition, beating the Spa Proteus 58-54. This means that after two games, New Zealand are top of the four-team group. England and Jamaica are both on one win each and South Africa are holding up the whole leaderboard without a point to their name. The Silver Ferns have guaranteed their place in the gold medal match in London on Sunday, whilst the best that South Africa can hope for is third place. England and Jamaica will battle it out on Saturday in order to to join the Kiwis in the grand final.
2: Hi, I'm Rumaid Dreyer from the Spa Pretorias, and you are listening to the Half Court Press Podcast.
1: Round three and the finals of the Netball Nations Cup were held at the Copper Box Arena in London's East End. The afternoon match was between New Zealand and South Africa. This ended up being a lot closer than many people expected. At the end of the first period, the Silver Ferns only had a three-point margin against South Africa, with the score being 14-11 after 15 minutes. This scoreline had stretched to seven points by half-time. We can now hear from News of the South journalist Eugenie Madjuru. What is your half-time analysis of New Zealand's uh, South, South Africa
3: Well it's been an interesting game here at the Copper Box Arena South Africa took the lead as we all saw, they got 3-4 goals ahead of New Zealand who later on returned and um, New Zealand is leading now but for the quality of netball uh, New Zealand is playing here at the Copper Box Arena I think they're not doing well, well, considering that they are the cream of uh, netball in the world. South Africa are really fighting. They are doing well. They did well in the first quarter. In the second quarter, they made a few mistakes, but they kind of came back into the game. And they allowed uh, New Zealand to increase the scoreline. South Africa is at 20 now. New Zealand is 27. Um, the uh, uh, shooter here, Redman Lafebre, goal goal attack for South Africa. She's really impressive, and uh, she's done really, really well. I think South Africa have done their homework from the previous games they've played. If they would played this standard of play when they played against England, that would have been a clean win against England, because they are doing well. They have definitely done their homework.
1: What's been the difference?
3: Well, they are focused, they are fast, they are watching... And they're not making too many mistakes like they were making last time. With England, they were playing high balls. They were losing possession of the balls. They were not focused. They were all over. But with this game here, they are more focused and they are coordinating as a team. It's more of teamwork. Thank
1: you very much. Thank you. South Africa were in no way daunted playing against the world champions as they moved the ball around the court well. By the end of the third period, the Kiwis lead had shrunk to three points again. with The score now, New Zealand 37, South Africa 34. As all good teams do, New Zealand were able to see the match out taking a 48-41 victory. Towards the end of the game, we got to hear more from News of the South reporter Eugenie Majuru. So Eugene, what do you think of the, uh, of the match so far? The last two minutes are, are, are counting down?
3: Well, I think South Africa have continued to fight and um, this game really belongs to South Africa. As you can see, the South African goal shooter there is missing too many scoring opportunities. So South Africa should be winning this game. And I think uh, New Zealand's performance has been below their usual standards. South Africa have tried, but they've been let down by the goal shooters there. And I think the coach should have made a substitution because it's not working with that goal shooter there.
1: New Zealand look like they will score every time they'll, they'll, they'll go forward.
3: Definitely Seven New points Zealand. ahead here. New Zealand have got sharp shooters and they make use of every scoring opportunity they have. And we've also seen that New Zealand are playing a more physical game here. It's a very physical game with New Zealand.
1: With a minute left, it's 47-41. It looks like it's New Zealand's game now.
3: There isn't enough time for South Africa to score the goals to beat New Zealand. It's unfortunate in this case, but South Africa should have won this game. They've been let down by the shooters.
1: Thank you, Thank you very much.
10: Thank you. Hi, this is Bongim Somi, the
3: Spa Project's
10: captain. You're listening to the Half Court Press podcast.
1: At the final whistle, I managed to chat with South African captain it was a good performance I thought it was a good performance not, but not quite the result you were looking for
10: yeah I think um, we really have to be pleased with how it performed today still like, could have finished off and I think maybe that's the disappointing part but obviously credit to New Zealand I think they did um, a fantastic job probably to finish it off but yes I have to be proud of the girls we we needed we needed this for like, literally to boost our confidence before the tournament finishes
1: uh, I contribution. of the- of a, of the other
10: know and I think uh, to be fair we know that as well um, unfortunately sometimes it's either your day or just not and I think we' been really pitched that day so it was very important of us to really play some great netball today and also to know what combinations worked and works in the team and what doesn't and I think now by now we should have an idea of what really works for us which is quite good
1: so what what are the lessons
10: um probably to step on court with some confidence in every game that we play against. I think with New Zealand we could actually spoke about, it's just the name, um, if we look at uh, it like player by player we should be able to match them up and I think um, what we did really proved that. So maybe going forward we've learned to know and really trust in what we're capable of doing and just go out and do.
1: Okay, what was the game plan and what were the expectations during the match?
10: I think the game plan was to make sure that obviously they, especially on their defensive end, they will create a zone. So in that zone one needed to drive and one to open up the far side and we probably would have seen some long balls going through and it did land, and it's probably because of what we practiced at training. I think it was also good to see what we practiced really coming through um, on on courts. We really spoke about team positions. Um, obviously disappointed at times that we really um, missed that discipline, but um, literally have to be proud of what we could produce, especially the stuff that we spoke about. It's really happened on court today.
8: Expectations
1: for
10: tomorrow, I don't know. I think we first have to see who we're playing against because we're quite still not sure, um, but. To be fair, uh, we again want to step out on court and play some great netball like today and then we take it as it comes.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the, the, the use of Rick who from to it today. He was trying to kind of move it down quite a lot,
10: Yeah, it? I think uh, we actually watched our games and we looked at when did it not work on attack and there was more when we were bunching and uh, today, like I said, the plan was to get them committed into a zone. All of them on one side and one had to open up and I think my... On play it was just about opening up the court more than anything
3: else. Yeah, it was, it was good
1: invasion sports playing, yeah. you go to football or rugby or anything like that. It's the same, True, same thing, isn't it? So.
3: yeah. Um, do you have a preference
1: for tomorrow? Pardon? Do you have a preference for tomorrow?
10: Uh, I wouldn't say. I think it would be good to repeat or to play again with the, the team that we played with. Um, obviously, whoever that we played with, we've lost again. So for us, it's just about getting back and just see if there's any improvement in our play. Obviously, taking this game uh, from the performance of this game and then just finishing off really strong.
1: We also heard from Silver Ferns coach, Noelene Torua
8: no, it's on yeah, look, it was pretty physical out there, especially um, defensively, uh, pretty torrid, so. Happy that we we're able to get everybody out on court, that's a bonus for be able to risk some people getting ourselves ready for tomorrow. Um, also glad that we grinded it out, you know, went toe for toe or got pretty close there with uh, South Africa coming back. So um, some of those that were out there needs that experience, it's sort of like going to the dentist and pulling your teeth, but um, really happy that they were able to get on top
11: was it? the first time she's played
8: a full game starting at centre? Yeah, so that is the full game for her and um, over the previous two games she's had one quarter so um, just getting some fresh legs out there knowing that we're getting ourselves ready for tomorrow but also that experience that she's going to get playing against South Africa is going to be priceless for us uh, for the future.
11: And tomorrow it'll be uh, Jamaica or England I believe Um, your thoughts on those two? I oh, look, I'm looking to forward win to. 16, 16 point goals and 26 goals,
8: I think it was. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing them bout each other out there. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, um, I, you know, it's a win all pretty much for uh, whoever's going to come out on the top, and uh, grand finals is on the line basically. So um, it could go either way. Both teams um, pose things, you know, different things. Um, so it's going to be a goodie out there. I don't really mind who wins.
1: We also heard from young players, Maya Wilson and Kimi Ora Poi. my name is Maya
6: Wilson from the New Zealand Civil Ferns, and you're listening to the Half Court Press Podcast. Maya Wilson, yes. how do you do? Ah, a bit of a mixed bag, I think. South Africa really made us work for that game tonight, so it was definitely a grind the whole game. Uh, so I think it's something that we needed. We haven't really had that thus far in the tournament, so looking forward to just recovery is the main thing for us, heading into our final game tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it was, well, I can the tribute, all the media types were thinking, that's it, it's going to be a walkover. I thought they played really well.
6: Oh, South Africa played outstanding, and I think we knew they were going to be like that. They have some really world class players in there that play in the um, Court super netball so we knew it was going to be tough and I think last time that we played South Africa here we actually went into um, double extra time in the stadium itself so we knew we were going to have to really um, be on our game and it was definitely something we had to work hard for. Okay,
1: what were the differences between the team?
6: Oh I think I guess it was hard. They were just a lot more physical, I guess, than us. We sort of came in a bit timid uh, more than we should have been and really didn't step up, I think, clinically. Uh, some of our shots needed to go in that didn't, and they were able to capitalise on it and just get the ball straight through the court and through the hoop. So I thought their attacking end did really well. Uh, luckily enough, our defensive end were able to pick up some really good ball in that last quarter.
1: I, I've been trying to figure out the difference between the two teams and myself. I'm new to that How do you think your Kiwi defence compared to the South African defence?
6: Oh, very different. We knew that South Africans are more man-on type of players. Us Kiwis like to play with a lot of flair and space and really go hunting. And I think that was something that we knew was going to happen. And it was just body on body. It felt like a little pinball machine, really, in that circle. But we're just really happy to come away with a win. A well, hard-worked win,
1: really. What, were the, what was the game plan, what were the adaptations?
6: Um, I think we've had the similar game plan throughout the whole way through. Uh, we know that our structures work for us, we just need to be uh, clinical, and so far it has worked. Um, I just think, yeah, just need to be a bit more on the ball game today, but happy to win.
1: Um, was there a little bit of a foot-off-the-gas moment in the final time?
6: That's something we actually talked about in the changing room is that we didn't want to take that foot off the gas. We wanted to get through this game and really have a good one and come out um, first a settle this game, win this game, and then go on to tomorrow. I think we're glad that's over, um, but definitely recover and get into what will be a really hard fought game tomorrow against England or Jamaica.
1: It's always a conversation. Do you do you chill out, try something different, you know, try something new? For for the final, or do you as a player do just uh, force on three, get three wins from three? Yeah, I think or it's. Specific?
6: I think it's a bit of both. It's a combination, I guess. We want to, I guess, stick to what we're good at and focus on that, but also have that freedom to play with um, with flair and to really just let the ball go. And I think that has shown in the, some of our earlier games, not today. But I think going in tomorrow, we'll just stick to what we can do and just make sure that. I
1: suppose the question really is Is this a tournament for the win Or is that a tournament for experimentation?
6: Oh, I think it has been uh, a tournament for both Uh, I think Knowles has uh, experimented with so many different combinations Throughout the tournament That it's been really fortunate For players like myself Who haven't really seen game time much To be able to get out here And get some really good minutes Has been awesome And to have Kimi Oropoi Who's played her first full 60 minute game Is really awesome To be able to um, blood new
12: players Kia ora, I'm Kimi Ora and you're listening to Half Court Press
1: So, good result for you today?
12: Yeah, it was a pretty good result um, We expected South Africa to come out hard which they did, but we just grinded through it and yeah, we got there in the end
1: We were... Up in the tribune, we always got to a of um, a walkover. Pardon, sorry? We are always expecting a bit of a walkover.
12: Oh, really? Yeah, like, like,
1: like, like, did didn't have been so dominant the last few games.
12: Yeah, um, I guess, uh, yeah, that's a tricky one. But um, they're a bit of an underdog team. You um, have got nothing to lose when you come out like that. And we expected that. So we got through it in the end.
1: So what, um, I what were you expecting?
12: We were expecting a real physical game. They're more men on team compared to the teams that we've played um, previously and, yeah, that's what we are expecting. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, what was the game plan and what were the adaptations doing the match?
12: Um, our game plan was um, to retain the ball as much as we could and on defence confuse the space so we could promote the long ball for our defenders to come out um, on the 45s and to, we had to adapt to that because they adapted to that mm-hmm. and um, what we did was just keep passing to our team and hunting the ball.
1: Okay. Yeah, they seem to be um, a bit, they seem to be used the width quite well.
12: Yes, they did, they did the big swings, mm. which I think we got there in the end. We started off a bit slow hunting those balls, but yeah, we got there. <laughs> okay,
1: and um, um, for tomorrow, uh, yeah, tomorrow's game, what, what are you expecting?
12: Uh, expecting another tough one, we don't actually know who we're playing yet, it's the result of this game out here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we just have to go home, get some good recovery, and yeah, ready to go tomorrow. Do
1: you have a preference for who to play?
12: No, just anyone, as long as we get out there as a team and put some good people, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I keep hearing that this is your first full game.
12: Yeah, so I've had three quarters now in separate games, and yeah, this is my first full game, which is pretty exciting and gives me confidence that I guess the coaches believe in me and can put me out there and leave me out there. (laughs) So
1: is this your first tour?
12: I was on this tour last year and I played one quarter out of the whole tour, so more game time this year. How
1: are you finding this?
12: Yeah, pretty cool. I think um, I've stepped up from last year in my own play, which gives me confidence and the coach's confidence to leave me out there on the Yeah.
1: So what what do you bring to the team that no one else can?
12: Oh, well, not height. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I guess I'm a bit speedy and just fresh. Nobody really knows how I play, so yeah.
1: The big game of the day was between England and Jamaica. The winner of this match would play against New Zealand in the final game on Sunday, whilst the loser would play off for bronze against South Africa. It held up to its promise of being a high-scoring affair with Eleanor Cardwell and Janelle Fowler taking turns in scoring. Jamaica took the early lead, winning 19-15 at the first break. By half time the sunshine girls had doubled their tally to lead by 38 to 31 During the interval I got some analysis from ABC radio correspondent Bruce Atkinson and Australian coach Lisa Alexander So half time uh, at the England Roses uh, Jamaica Sunshine Girls match I have Bruce Atkinson from the sunshine uh, from from ABC Australia Radio And uh, Lisa, who's the head coach of Australian netball. Uh, Yeah,
13: Lisa Alexander. That's me.
1: Uh, Oh, you do. Uh, Thanks for joining me. Uh, What are your thoughts on the game?
13: I think it was a bit of a surprise to see England kind of not really being ahead at half time. I think they would have wanted to be. Uh, because Jamaica are really hard to chase down as a team. So, Jamaica are looking good. They're looking like they did in the first round against um, South Africa. So, uh, England are going to have to get their changes right at half-time and come out firing in this third quarter.
11: Um, I just uh, was talking to Lisa before and um, it would be a, a bit disappointing for the local home crowd here who uh, sold out this stadium. If it's not a final between England and New Zealand tomorrow, um, it won't be the atmosphere of Jamaica. Of course, Jamaica, if you're a Jamaican fan, you'd be loving it. Uh, Lisa, as a coach, what would you be saying
1: to, uh, to either side right now?
13: Uh, look, I think Jamaica just need to keep do it, being disciplined like they were in that first match that they played against South Africa, where they really worked hard at their defensive work together and then they just worked the ball up were very patient in attack and I think they're doing that mostly against England which is frustrating England and making them um, you know get frustrated with each other in defence I think Jess is going to have to make some changes to England just to get it spark going I'd probably put Amy Carter in the centre um, and maybe they need to bring um their shooter back on out in there, Georgie Wilson, I think their name is. And um, maybe a change in defence as well, just to create a few more opportunities. Maybe Fran Williams out there at GD, just to get a bit more hype.
11: Oh, what, I, I, what do you think, coach? I think it's pretty difficult for England. They're, they're missing like four of their senior players who it's, it's a different team, it's a new team. I'm not saying they're inexperienced, but they are... Well, there is a fair level of inexperience, to be honest, in that England team. So they're, what, eight eight goals behind. It's, It's difficult to know. Like, that lack of experience, they'll either stand up for the coach or it's going to be hard to come back.
13: And, you know, Jess has just got to make it a small target for this quarter. So they've just got to chip away at that score, just try and get closer, maybe saying things like, just win the quarter. Let's just be in front for this particular quarter, and that'll mean they get that momentum happening into that last quarter.
11: You probably know better than me, Lisa, but how much of an impact, sorry if you asking the questions, Tao, It's the journalist in me, what impact or advantage does this home crowd give England? More pressure it makes it harder? Or? No,
13: I think it gives a massive, massive support and really helps to lift them to an, a whole new level, so they need the crowd behind them in this third quarter.
1: England struggle in the third quarter, with the Jamaicans taking a 12-point lead. At the break, the scoreline is 57-45 in the Caribbean's favour. The fourth and final period, however, is a different beast entirely. England play with a sense of urgency that has been lacking before. The crowd really get behind their home team, creating a huge noise inside the copper box. England creep closer and closer to the Jamaicans points tally, and although they win the period, they lose the match. The final score is England 66, Jamaica 70. Afterwards, I spoke to England captain Natalie Hawthorne-Threight and young centre Amy Carter.
14: Nasley Haythorn to it, and I played wing attack and goal attack. Amy Carter and I played wing attack in that court, in that game and also centre, mostly centre.
1: <laughs> Hard luck in the, in the result, that was an almighty comeback. The...
15: Yeah. yeah, the fourth quarter was brilliant, like, we showed some real spirit and I wish there was a few more minutes left of the game and hopefully we'd, we could have got the result we were after, but uh, yeah, so proud of the girls to show that fight back in the
14: last quarter. Yeah, I wish we'd done it earlier. I wish yeah. we started that fight back earlier in the game, which we definitely have, um, in us. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> what happened? Was it special poach at quarter time or what?
14: a stern talking to Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think just knowing that
15: the game isn't over till it's over and that's what we were playing for. I think like Amy said, I wish we would have started the game better and we would have been um in the lead at half time and I think just being able to yeah. Correct the wrongs in the last quarter was just a little too late, and uh, we'll definitely go back and look at that and how we can start again better next time. What,
1: mm. what were what yeah. were the wrongs and what did you correct?
15: I think we just um, weren't clinical enough with the ball. We've got a, a, a great team that's got so much flair about it and so creative and I think just at times we just need to make sure that we were looking after the ball and maintaining possession, especially against a team that can score so quickly. Um, so yeah, just just that
5: basically.
14: Yeah, I agree really. Um, I think it was like letting the ball go, having confidence in each other. And in that last quarter it was a lot more fluid and uh, I thought Ellie's shooting was amazing and she was putting confidence in us all by her shooting. Yeah.
1: She looks prolific isn't she yeah. um, now since here you are one of the young, younglings in the team yeah she is <laughs> yes.
14: got first cap the other day yes yeah, first cap yeah, two uh, games ago yeah. this is my third one
1: now uh, your coach was over here a few minutes ago singing your praises when you, when you were listening so
14: uh, well that's really nice to hear um, but yeah I've got to give credit to Jess she's given me the opportunity to go on court so I'm grateful to her
1: for that now uh, I'm, I'm curious about this this tournament it seems to be more of a Four Nations Test Series type of thing. Is it... Is it for the win, or is it to experiment and give time to younger players? I
15: think it's a bit of both, to be honest. Like, obviously, Amy's had her first cap with us the other day, but she's more, she's here now. She's wanting to win, and she's got herself in the team, and just been doing incredible for us. Any opportunities she's had, so um, it's getting that balance of getting our girls out there. And Jess has done that really well. Everyone's mm-hmm. taken to the court and done their job at times. And um, yeah, we've, we've definitely come to compete. Though you, you enter a tournament wanting to win, and that's definitely what we entered for, isn't
14: it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely for the win. But um, there's a lot of lot long way to go
1: for that for the journey. We're at the start
14: of
1: the four-year cycle, so there's a long way to go. I suppose, I suppose, players. I always heard like top sports players not enjoying test matches is always the competition they're writing something to aim for. Is that is that notion the same for you?
15: Oh I've loved this. this, obviously today feels frustrating because we've lost and against New Zealand we had a loss, but there's so many positives to take from that and I think this tournament has been incredible, it's felt a bit like a mini World Cup to be honest and um, I think it's so exciting having sellout arenas in England, having the crowd yeah. just
14: yeah, behind us, it's just been so exciting to be a part of. I think the crowd have really brought it, there's been a massive step up in the crowd and the, there's electric out there, yeah. you can feel the energy and that feeds us as players.
1: Oh, is it, I was in Nottingham, in oh, the yeah. first round, yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't make that in but... I, it took me a little while, it's something different about the, the feel of the event, it's something different about the, 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 the uh, ethos of the atmosphere. About half an hour to figure it out. The crowd are predominantly women. I've never been to a sporting event where it's been predominantly women mm-hmm. before. who always been sort of maybe 50-50 at the hockey that I go to a lot, or predominantly men like the football. It's, um, yeah, it's quite, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite enjoyable. It's... Um, it's a, it's a nice feel to the crowd.
15: Yeah, a, a lot of people play netball, and um, it is like a huge female sport, isn't yeah. it, in England? But I know there's like the men's team, we had trainings against them the other week, and my dad was in the crowd today, so, um, yeah, lo- loads of women in the crowd, but a few males here and there, and that's great to see them come into the games as well, and just the more, the more fans, the better, I think. It's been brilliant. Mm-hmm.
14: Yeah, it's huge participation in, in, in England, like there's back to netball, like all ages can, can yeah. play netball, and that's what, what brings people in. Yeah.
1: Um, how do you find, uh, you play for New South Wales, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yes.
5: we're in Sydney.
1: Uh, how do you find that to, uh, to the, the culture in Australia, to the culture here for Netball?
15: Oh, I think, well, I was at Wasps for a few years here in England and I think the English Super League is brilliant over the last few years especially. It's got... Um, well, the, the games are so much closer, and I think just out there because it is a professional sport, you are with your franchise. I'm with my franchise every day out there, and that's the, just the difference here in England. You're not together as much are you in in the clubs over here in England. So um, I'd say that's the main difference. But yeah, and the, the, it's, it's the best league in the world out there. So the intensity and everything is just yeah, mega. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, I, was, I was watching the South Africans earlier on, and they they seemed pretty uh, chipper. You say very. Very, great. You know, using the right a lot. It's been better than they did. Yeah, I think
14: they're really growing with the tournament. Each match, yeah. they're getting better and better, and they're really building throughout the tournament.
1: Yeah. Um, What's your expectations for tomorrow?
14: Oh, we're definitely going to in win. There. yeah, to win, 100%. We've got
15: the belief and we know that um, if we right some wrongs from today, then we can do that. And I think it's just exciting to have another opportunity against South Africa. We had a three-match test series against them back in the really sorry, I need to get
12: you. Yeah, it should be, should be good. <laughs>
1: um, okay, uh, what lessons have you learned from today, for tomorrow? Do
14: the good stuff earlier. Yeah. So our aim is to implement what we need to in the first quarter and go out hard and um, start strong.
15: I agree, just being more clinical with the ball Um, Yeah, and do what aims and do the good stuff earlier. Hi, I'm Natalie Haythonsworth and I play for the England Roses Wing Attack and Goal Attack and you're listening to the Half Court Press podcast.
1: We also heard from Jamaican coach Connie Francis. What
6: lessons did you take from the game today?
16: (laughs) That last quarter... It was a very hard one to swallow, I mean, um, we've been in work in progress stage, I thought that our netball is really coming together, but we have to find a way to actually close it out. We said it was very important for us to go and establish a lead and to keep in the game and try and go and get some balls.
1: And how meaningful has it? To the people,
16: the and... It is because our people always support us. We lose our draw, they're always behind us. And um, since netball has not been doing so well, I mean, for a year or so, it is important for us to say that, hey, we're still here, we can compete. It's just to really get a core of players together who really want to, um, to sacrifice themselves for the country. Mm-hmm.
4: The, way you played in the if you play the same way against Brazil tomorrow, do you think you can
16: win? I'm giving our team a shot. That's the best way. I thought that we made a lot of unforced errors that could have been controlled. I thought that we were soft in defence, we were soft in our through-court play, we were static. And I've seen where, at least for the first three quarters, um, we were able to be um, strong in defence, competitive and throughout the, um, the through the true court, we were able to mix it up and get our feeds in. But the last quarter is something that we have to look at. What we need to do now is to ensure that whenever we have a lead, we have to find a way, a better way of taking care of it. I thought that we, we become very static and start to stand around and bump for that. But, but I praise my team to have the ability to still win.
1: And win um, winner or lose tomorrow after this tournament is finished. Um
16: do you anticipate that you could do big things on the squad? It's a four-year plan and I'm in my first three months. <laughs> so it is obvious we're in the finals and that's a big momentum to move forward with. I'm proud of all the effort. It's, you know, we, we have so many elite team and players that's going out and to go back home and to try and fine-tune our four-year plan, I think that this is the best way to start. Thank you so much. You're
1: welcome. At the end of the day, I got the thoughts of Bruce Atkinson from ABC Radio. Bruce Atkinson from ABC Radio. What do you think of that last game?
11: Uh, well, it was a bit of a roller coaster towards the end. It was, uh, I suppose, to, to go back through it again, like the, the first quarter. What was it? I'll just get my book out here, but that, um, look at those scores. The first quarter, pretty tight, 19 15 to Jamaica. And then it goes out, blows out a bit more, 39 31. And then at the uh, end of three quarter time, jamaica's blitzed at 57 to 45 so a big difference there and they extended the lead even more than that 14 goals or more or whatever it was 12 goals it got out a bit further i think but then england with the crowd behind them we were talking about um how much that crowd might help the the home team in the the roses and they got back within four goals it was amazing but that just that that deficit after that third third quarter i'm never going to it was hard it's hard to come back from that many goals
1: I was speaking to Amy Carter uh, after the match there and she's saying at three quarter time it was it was a stern talking to <laughs> I would imagine for the team um, yeah, that's probably the, putting it nicely yeah the, the coach was having a bit, of a, bit of a bit of a rocket up the posterior for the home side here um, but what a comeback
11: it was a good comeback and that crowd and, and, and the coach uh, the England coach was sort of saying you know it's she just told them to go out and make that last 15 minutes as though they were starting again. And that worked. But the thing, I suppose, in that England team is there, there's so many, a few of those players have only played one or two games for England. Their four best players aren't here in Helen Housby, goal attack, um, Joe Harton, goal shooter or goal attack, Jeeva Mentor, long-time, probably one of the best goalkeepers in the world, um, and Santa Serena Guthrie. So they're a bit of a rebuilding phase here and she said it was good, the coach said it was good listening to her in the post-match media conference that they got that experience and she knows who stood up and who quite didn't stand up when they were needed under that pressure, these inexperienced ones. So she said it's, there's some, she'll take some positives, they'll need to get over this loss and get back out there, regroup and get back out there for, you know, it's a game against South Africa. On Sunday, um, but more long term, she's she's got in her mind now. Out of those newer newer ones, who will be there when the experienced ones come back?
1: I've 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 asked this of a few players, and they all seem to say a few things across the teams. That like, yes, they want to win. It's a but it's as much about winning this tournament. Is, it's an experiment. It's it's an education for them as well.
11: And they talk about, that's right, it talked about it from from the media conference to preview the tournament um, a few days back, a week or so ago, and it's the start of what they say a four-year cycle. We had the World Cup last year, New Zealand won that, and now it's sort of like a a four-year cycle leading up to the the next World Cup, I think that's in South Africa in 2023. Um, In the meantime there's been a lot of retirement, say out of the New Zealand team, there'll be some out of the Australian team, um, England probably as well. so it's about experimenting and yeah, they want to do well in the tournaments you know, they don't want to not, not go well for the next four years until the World Cup but it's a, it's a, a rebuilding phase I suppose um, experiment with new players that will gel with the experienced ones when they come back later in the year for the quad series uh, in England's case and Australia's case um, and, and that's what it is and Australia wasn't here and they normally would be at this tournament but they haven't had a break the Australian players since 2012 they haven't had a time off so they thought it was time to give them time off but they'll be back into it um, they've got a big tournament they're playing a big exhibition match for the bushfires in Australia so they're playing an, all the Super Netball All-Stars um, in March to raise money for the bushfires in Australia but yeah it's a rebuilding phase um, Nolan Tarua she's got like she has the fossils as she called them after the World Cup that helped her win the World Cup um, a couple of them have retired, Maria Folau, Casey Corpoa, uh, Laura Langman's having a rest and Katrina Rory, after won the World Cup, won the New Zealand Championship and won the Super Netball Championship, Triple Crown, she's having a rest and isn't here as well. So it is, it's experimenting and rebuilding, but I tell you what, England would like to be there in the final tomorrow in front of their home crowd against the Silver Ferns and it's not them, it's Jamaica.
1: First up on Sunday was the bronze medal match between England and South Africa. Who, although haven't won a game yet were much improved against the Kiwis. England start well with goalscorer George Fisher and goal attack Eleanor Cardwell doing well up front together. They helped the Roses take an 18-15 lead at the first interval. By half time the scoreline has nearly doubled. Proteus captain Bongi and Sommy had been playing well but South Africa are unable to go toe-to-toe against the English. After half an hour, the score is England 35, South Africa 29. The third quarter is a lot more even, if not slightly dominated by South Africa. Their defence is a bit firmer on Fisher and Cardwell, making them work harder to find space. Whilst at the other end, the attackers get their team to within a point of England. At three-quarter time, the score is England 49, South Africa 48. The English creep ahead in the fourth period, but keep leaving the door open at the back. Denise potgita is able to find space to score, and South Africa managed to take a two-point lead with only a few minutes to go. Both teams are getting a bit frantic with either side able to win it, but in the end England win, win it by a nose. The final score is England 65, South Africa 63. At the end of the match, Lennise Portguita stops to talk to me. Hard luck on the day. today, it was, uh, it, was, it was making me a bit nervous for my, my home team there.
7: Yeah, um, it was very nerve-wracking for us as well, um, but I'm actually very proud of the Patella's performance today, we actually played for each other. Obviously there's going to be highs and lows in the game, we just need to keep it to a minimum um, when we play, we, we need to be more consistent, but all in all I am really stoked with the effort that the girls
14: put
1: out. How do you view the tournament, uh, the pro the tournament uh, um, throughout?
7: Um, I think this is an amazing tournament, being able to play against the world champions, being able to play against England who always brings something else, Jamaica who we haven't played in a while but now all of a sudden we keep on playing. Um, it's just to better our netball, better ourselves while we play netball and just to See what else we can add to our toolbox when we play netball. So I think this is a great pump, and I hope. It continues for the future.
1: Out, out of all the nations, I think South Africa has progressed the most. Mm, yes. Uh, is that how you feel as well?
7: Um. Yes, I definitely think so. Um. Obviously, it's new teams for all of the countries. Um. But I do feel the way we've been progressing for the um, past five years has been amazing. So we just need to keep that up and take in everything that we've learned and not forget about it once we go to our other clubs and come back to South Africa. So. So, yes, um, up to all the countries for improving and help, like getting new teams and combos,
1: but I'm still proud of mine. Where does, where does this results rank in the scheme of things? Sorry? Where does, where, where does this game, this result, this tournament, where does it rank in the scheme of networks?
7: No, I think it's like one of the top, um, see, I think it's one of the top ranked competitions. Obviously there's World Cup and then Com Games, but any test we can play against the top four countries in the world, for me it's ranked at the very top, like top two, top three. Um, so it's great for us to be able to play against all these, the number one, two and threes and fours.
1: Is it more of a developmental setup up uh, expected for you or is it were really you more eager for the win than So
7: because it's the start of the four year development plan before World Cup, I think this is the start for the developing of new combinations when people start to retire. So Yes we do use these competitions to set up new combinations and we're always out there to win but it's also just to give others a chance to play and to help them experience international level netball and not just domestic so this is platform for us for developing trying new combos but also always trying to go for the win. What's next? Um, next, a lot of us we're going in our different directions, some to England, some to Aussie for the, local leagues in Australia and England, so we'll meet up with each other in September again for Quad Series.
1: I also caught up with George Fisher.
9: Hi my name is George Fisher for the England Roses and you're listening to the Half Court Press. Well done today. Thank you very much. That
1: was uh, quite a display. Yeah,
9: no, it was. It was really, really good. I'm really proud of how we fought back at the end. I think we fought really well against um, Jamaica yesterday in the last quarter and I think we brought that fire again today. So yeah, really happy. It was
1: quite a noisy, raucous, uh, cacophony of network enthusiasm to that. Yeah. How much does that uh, affect
9: It's so awesome. Like, be it not, not being able to hear the whistle because the crowd is cheering so loud is just amazing. So and it just carries you through. It's like, like Stacey got that inception right at the end, and the crowd was like screaming, and it was just like you literally hear it like erupt, <laughs> and it's amazing. It just pushes you. You just like, let's do it. Like it's not just us on this court. Like, we've like got everyone else backing us and supporting us, so it feels quite awesome. I've
1: seen, I've seen, would be quite a family like, atmosphere. It's not just mums and so dirty. Dirty. Yeah, it seems like a really good <laughs> nice atmosphere and really sort of support it, it? Yeah, yeah. So, of, of, of the sports, I suppose. Yeah,
9: definitely. I think netball symbolises family in many many ways I feel like I look at my team as a family also loads of families come and watch all my family love it and you always see like mums and daughters like a lot of like mums now get back into netball their daughters play so it's sort of like a, a real like family event and then they obviously bring the husbands and the sons along as well so everyone gets dragged on but honestly it's, it's really nice to see that everyone getting involved it's quite nice to see like men as well coming in watching and enjoying it and like having an opinion on it and like saying what they think about I think it's really good to have them about
1: yeah but, um, not it, it, it was, 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 was out what was different about it. But I think it was the first time that i have been to a court event I don't believe really watched by women.
9: I've never experienced that
1: before, but
7: it's, it's, it, it shouldn't be uneasy, I I think because obviously
9: netball is like majority being like all female sport. Obviously, there's like some men's teams coming through, and like the forms of like knights now are coming up and stuff, which is awesome. But no, it's, uh, it's really good to sort of have men come along because a lot of people just think, oh, it's like netball, it's like how I was at it school. It's like you plant, and you, you, you swizzle when you wear your skirts. But it's completely different. Like every boy I know that's watched. Well, actually, one of my friends was out the other day and he walked into a pub and he was like, oh, could you could you flick the netball on? And sort of like, we've got like, a mouthful of like watching netball games and stuff. But they're like, oh, you're so fast. Like, you're actually, you're actually pretty athletic and stuff like that. So it's quite interesting to see what people actually think of the sport when they watch it, because we're not just these tall women. Like, We do we lift our weights, we're fast, and, and we've got skills and stuff like that. So it's, it's quite nice. When people watch and like, men watch, they're like, yeah, this is actually good. They get the bug.
1: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I did my thesis was on book up, female book up from sports. I did a sports degree, and uh, one of the things that came up was body image issues, yeah, and women don't, 12, 13, 14 year old girls that do not wanting to be too long, get muscle tone, yeah. and it's just but
3: having that, having that out there is potentially quite important.
9: Yeah, definitely. I think also like like obviously fashions and trends change and I think that fashion now is like like muscly and toned is like the new look it's like the new thing and I think like women in sport and being able to go out there and show it is like really big sort of also netball's got a I'm actually writing my dissertation on netball so I've like been digging up loads of information on it at the moment but we've got like um, so like back to netball and like this girl can campaigns and stuff like that it's just really raising like netball's profile and showing that it's okay to look like this and be athletic and be muscly and it's, it's cool it's cool do you know what I mean and I don't know I know I look at girls who are like really totally and i like that's what I want to look like I want to look like that do you know what I mean and I think hopefully other yeah, girls are watching they're like yeah, this is cool it's cool to sweat it's cool to go out there and run round like, do you know what I mean it's,
1: it's okay to get a bit stinky yeah, yeah it's okay
9: to smell it's fine I've not washed my hair in four days
1: it doesn't matter <laughs> no, I, I'm losing mine so I can alright about the game a bit more specifically, um, where does that game, that result, uh, this tournaments, I suppose, where's that, where does that rank in the scheme of things?
9: I think it's really important that we have uh, faced some of the top, more than the top teams in the world. Um, and it's nice to be able to see where we stand against them. Obviously... Being able to look back on video of us playing them and sort of seeing where we're at with things and what we can change and what we can do and 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 having that opportunity is awesome. Yeah, we might not have um, we might not have come, we might not have won, but we've also taken a lot of learnings from this competition and a lot of things that we can go back to training, go back to the book and be like, right, this is what we're going to do next time. Let's look at this. How are we going to break this down? You did this really well. Like this is a strength that you're going to use against this person. So it is really important to see where we stand as this group, but not only that, to see where we like, see what we can do. To like improve through like video
1: and experience and stuff like that. One one of the big benefits of this of this job, I suppose, is I, I get to uh, I get to speak to a lot of very talented sports people and coaches. Uh, processes. Come up a lot. The modern coach seems to be obsessed with processes, I'm not so about the result, as it is about the result in finals. But it's about what what you learn, what you take. What have you learned?
9: I've learned loads this tournament, sort of uh, just about like connections and stuff like that. So like me and Els I feel like the first game against South Africa, we went out there and might not have been our best performance, but we've gone out there today and it was a completely different game between us. In that, like that in itself is learning, and that's learning in like a short like a short period of time, going out and changing it. So I think I've learned loads of just sort of like where, where like what I can do and how connections that I can make can happen and what I can put up against people like Pumza, like what an outstanding keeper, like what can I do against her and stuff like that. So sort of learn what I can do against certain people and like stuff like that. What's next? Next is Super League season, so we start in February back with our Super League teams. Um, yeah, I'm gonna work. Basically, got to get that out of the way again now. So, game games weekend we, blah, 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 games now weekends all the time working training all the same stuff, but just for like Mavericks. Um, yeah, but then we'll come back in in
6: August
9: maybe. I think we we'll come back in in August and then we start up with England again. But Super League first.
1: Okay. Uh, loving it.
9: Yeah, loving it. Don't do it for. For not not loving it. Don't put in that sort of hours. Don't lose your toe hours for no love.
1: The gold medal match was quite a tight affair. After 15 minutes, there was only one goal in it, with the world champions, New Zealand, leading Jamaica 16-15. In the second period, the Jamaicans equalise straight away and go on to take the lead for the first time in the game. They can't hold it, though and at half-time it's all square with 30 points apiece. New Zealand create a little cushion for themselves after the break. Kimi Oropui is bossing the middle of the court, bringing others into the game. Maya Wilson is also quite a physical player who can force a style of play onto the Jamaican defence. After 45 minutes, the Kiwis lead 49-41. This is only extended in the final quarter. Like any good team, New Zealand's know-how to grind a game out. The final score is New Zealand's 67, Jamaica 56. After the game, I spoke to Jamaican goalkeeper Katie Anne Delaney. So, Kedian, okay, yeah. how, how are you feeling after that? But good, Um, pretty pleased, but it's,
17: it's good. I think um, they're world champion and we came up fifth finish at the World Cup, so you know that we have definitely improved along the way and fixed what needed to be fixed in. So we're pretty pleased, but losing is not good, but, yeah, very satisfied.
1: I well, mean, losing is never great, but can you... I mean, what lessons can you take from? Definitely, from? they have
17: taught us a lot. Um, being physical out there, we have to be strong because we, they're going to come at us and we have to keep our composure because at the end we definitely fell short and we started turning over balls, so we have to keep ball when we come. Talk about,
1: talking about physicality, Maya Wilson is a bit of a unit.
17: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's very strong um, in that goal through that. I think she. Definitely talk to her girls out at the front of her and guide them to how to take the ball in. So I think very strong, uh, very physical and mental strong player. New Zealand seems to be quite a physical, physical team yeah.
1: throughout the South. Yeah. Uh, do you find that? How do you cope with that?
17: Um, I just think their resources are better than ours, so we just have to work with what we have. And um, I think they're a pretty good team, to be honest. They're a pretty good team. Um, we have taken a lot from this game. So yeah. What's next? What's next? Um, I move to Australia and play with the Melbourne Vixens, so that's what's next, I think, in the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I go back to training.
1: How's the, uh, how's the yeah. How, How is, is the league? What are your prospects for the league over there?
17: over there well it's very competitive week in week out you have to bring your best 100% but for me I'm just working on consistency over the past what three years so I have to be consistent when I'm going on court.
1: it Jamaica Jamaica.
17: Um, I think November England is coming over so when SSN is finished I think I'll come back still in training for hopefully making that team to play England when they come to Jamaica in November
1: so, so in the grand scheme of netball yeah. where does this tournament where does this result stand
17: in this oh i don't know i hope it sounds pretty good um we just went out there to just stamp work last, um different from world cup to just to put world cup aside and just start a new 2020 start fresh so we're just going in everything i think um we're going to play some series in july but i can't make that so i think that's going to be pretty good yeah thank you
1: we also heard from a few of their silver ferns. Kia ora, my name's
6: Maya Wilson from the New Zealand Silver Ferns and you're listening to the Half Court Press podcast. Just get out of court. I've been in the squad for about 4 years and I've seen maybe a few minutes here and there, so to be able to get out there and start and actually play a full 60 minutes I'm really proud of, I guess that comes down to Noel's really having the belief in me and that made it easier to have the belief and confidence in myself. And I think as the week grew on, there was ups and downs, but really proud that I've been able to be a bit solid in the back because that's what my team needed me to be.
11: Yeah, I suppose when you're behind someone like Maria, will your patience has paid off though, hasn't it? She retires and suddenly... You're over here and starring in this tournament.
6: Yeah, I've always been a firm believer that my time to come. I know I'm only 22 and now my time has come, so I'm very grateful for what I have learned off the likes of Rhea and Males, who are still here, and I guess that shows that in the soon coming years, hopefully, I'll be around for a little while. Um, but the challenge is to just get out there and really be able to test myself, so looking forward to hopefully being able to play against Australia um, come August and October.
11: I was just reading before that you uh, almost went to basketball in, in the US. Back yeah. 2015 or 16 and uh, signed up with New Zealand netball to play it it must be times where you're thinking you've done the right thing over the last couple of years but it looks like it's paid off now you seem like a a fixture in the team
6: yeah I've always loved my basketball especially through my high school years and I've always had this goal to be a dual international at the highest level and at 16 I think I was I made the New Zealand Hall Fern so I was able to play that side and I guess the other half of my goal was to become a Silver Fern and first year out of school I was grateful enough to have that opportunity and to really be here I, I feel like that decision has, has been a good one. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't miss it, because I definitely do,
11: but I'm grateful to be where I am today. I always be jealous of people with so much talent that can do that. Um, what was it like for yourself and the team and... and particularly the, like yourself the younger ones that are sort of Kimi oh, we got a full game yesterday played a lot of that final today um, what will the group take away from that?
6: I think recently this has been the, probably the tournament where we've actually been able to see all players out on court um, it's great to play new players like myself Whitney Sooners Kim Orokoi who have been in the waiting games and with those that have either decided to retire or just have a little sit back for this tour I think it's been great for us to get that opportunity that's sort of what we need is that game time and to be able to test it against some really quality sides also awesome. uh, next job is to be able to do that against Australia
11: I was a bit disappointed they weren't here for whatever the reason does it lessen the win that they weren't here I suppose you, you, you play who you play and all teams are pretty strong
6: yeah exactly all teams in international netball are really getting up there and um, clawing at our grips so not just Australia and New Zealand it's actually England and Jamaica and South Africa really coming into it we had a really hard game against South Africa yesterday so I guess we're just grateful to to be able to get out there. I know myself to be on court is a major thing that I've been able to tick off and I'm just really grateful to have this opportunity.
11: What do you make of the turnaround um, from the Commonwealth Games and what happened there and then Noel comes in, it's, it's a World Cup win now this and who knows
6: what next yeah of course Knowles is a legend in her own right and i think she has really been able to mold this team into what it is today i think our culture inside the group is just amazing we're also carefree we love hanging out with each other we love being with each other and it, hopefully, it shows our court cool. we're just a really good group to be around
5: kia ora i'm Emilia and from the silver ferns and you are listening to the half court press
11: Amir Ian, I spoke to you on the first day before the tournament started um, up in Nottingham, the media conference How's it been? number of games, just a bit over a week. It's been, I imagine, pretty, pretty tough.
5: Yeah, it has been pretty tough, but it's actually been also really enjoyable as well. Um, I guess before we started playing, we were unsure of how it was all going to unfold out on court. And once we had that first game under about it kind of was a really good place to see where we'd started. And I felt like we've, we've kind of built, I had a few little rocky patches along the way, but I think that's really good for us. Um, we had to come down to come back up again, I think
11: playing in the final against Jamaica, it was, it was close. It was 30-all after you got out to a, a decent lead early on. Um, but 30-all and turned it around in that third quarter.
5: Yeah, we, we really seemed to like the third quarter. Um, I guess everyone calls it championship quarter for a reason. Um, but yeah, we kind of expected nothing less from Jamaica today. We knew that they would really show up and and they're so athletic and you know they're pretty unbelievable to watch. Um, so we kind of just knew we had to grind it out and, and hopefully we'd pull away. But yeah, it was tough out there tonight and Jamaica did really
11: I was just talking to Maya Wilson, player of the the match, and was probably pushing Jane Watson, who got player of the uh, tournament. She was saying, this is really the first time that she's got more than a few minutes on the court. To see the maturity up there and the the way that she played... she was great, wasn't
5: she? Yeah, pretty unbelievable, actually. And I think um, when you talk about maturity, oh, yeah, yeah it, that definitely shone through. Uh, you'd think she ha- had played on an international level for years. Um, and I think she's been really hungry for it and kind of just sitting there waiting for her turn. And, and she got a really good shot now and has just taken and run with her opportunity. So, yeah, I'm
11: so proud. And she's only 22. Not the only youngster that stood up one of the inexperienced uh, Amongst that, the most experienced players.
5: Yeah, honestly, I'm just so happy with all of our young women we've brought through and I think Knowles has done an amazing job at that because they feel confident, they know their place and they know what their role when they get out there on court and it's just giving them a go and giving them minutes as soon as they get out there Um, and then it's just you know getting a real good feel once they're out there in real time Um, but honestly couldn't be prouder of how they've just stood up and held their ground and just given it a real good crack so I'm unbelievably proud of how we've been able to help them come through like that.
11: And 30-all at half time to come out for the younger players, for the more experienced ones, to come out and withstand that pressure and really take the game away from Jamaica in a final. What do you take out of that? What, what's the good points going forward?
5: Yeah, actually, you're right. Honestly, I looked around at one point and I realised I had Myra at the back, Whitney and Kimmy. Um... And I just had absolute faith that we were still going to push away. And I think that's just because we've done the hard yards in knowing what our game plan is. And because we're all on the same page, we kind of just have have to grind away and and take it really nice and simple, one ball at a time. So um, it was definitely pressure, but we kind of lived for that anyway. So it was kind of just, um, it was enjoyable.
11: Uh, World champions, Nations (laughs) Cup champions now, does that give the team the way you performed in both of these tournaments, a lot of confidence for the future when you'll be later in the year, September, I think, up against the Diamonds?
5: Yeah, I guess so, actually. Um, well, yes and no. I mean, we're a new team coming in now, and and we're, we're missing a few players right now, so it's kind of a good place for us to start, know where we can look to build on, and um, know that we've it's still quite a few months away, so it's just um, how we work with this time that we've got now when we're actually separated um, in our domestic league.
1: Thank you for listening to this Equal Nations Cup special. I have been Tayo McLeod and this has been the Half Court Press Podcast.